This is yet another episode of That Is Effing Weird, and we have something kind of special conjured up today. We will be doing what we like to call the fishbowl topics. So we've come together with about nine different topics today. We may not get to cover them all, um, but what we've done is we put them in a wheel generator. We're going to click that wheel, and we're going to see what it lands on, and whatever it lands on, uh, we're going to talk about it. Just so everyone is aware, as far as the audience goes too. Uh, no one knows these topics except for me. Um, that was not intentional. It's just kind of how everything played out this time. Um, I'm really interested to see what you guys think of uh, think of this. Uh, before we get going, um, any thoughts from Ro, Cody, Tristan? You guys want to say anything before we get started? No, I I really <laughs> want to know what you chose as the topics. Okay. All right. Well then I won't, I won't sit around and talk anymore. We'll, we'll get right into it. All right. So just click the wheel. Wheel is spinning. <laughs> God. All right. I've never felt so nervous um, before. <laughs> so, <laughs> all right. So the topic we're going to start with today is Steven Seagal. Oh, that's an interesting transition yes we uh <laughs> the only honestly the only reason why i put steven seagal in this is i was looking through my uh my reddit feed and i had saved a video of it was back in i think like the 1980s um with him doing martial arts and <laughs> the there's people attacking him and he's just kind of like moving his shoulders uh, like alongside them and they're like doing flips and all this crazy stuff it's um it was pretty funny so that's why i added him um does anyone know anything about steven seagal as far as like the history what he's known for or anything like that see the only thing that i can uh, say is my mom likes his movies and i don't know why but yeah she she likes his movie so whenever get, I get your mom on. <laughs> <laughs> and, and for me, so my uh, my dad was a huge Steven Seagal fan, so I have watched way too many of his movies, and uh, and I will say that I'm pretty sure I actually saw the exact same video that you were talking about, and I think it's like labeled like Steven Seagal teaches 30 men or like fights against 30 men, and it's just like yes. the most unbelievable display of pseudo martial arts I've ever seen in my life. Yes, and like everyone is like clapping, and they're like, "Oh yeah, good job, Steven Seagal." I don't. I wish. I wish I knew more about him. But I, I'm pretty sure, like, when he first started his career as a movie actor, like, he was taken pretty serious. He was, like, on the lines of, um, like, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger, um, Sylvester Chuck Stallone, Norris. Chuck Norris, um, uh, John Cloud Van Damme. Um, I do remember – it's weird that you say your mom too, Ro, because I do remember my mom saying that, like, she had a crush <laughs> on him – or whatever. And I was like, what? Uh, on Steven Seagal? <laughs> so. Yeah, but, I'm pretty sure my dad had a hidden crush on him, too. So. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, Tristan, what about you? Do you what do you know about uh, Steven Seagal? Is a show where he it's cops, but it's Steven Seagal as a sheriff. Um, that is not right. Times. I, I'm not a huge '80s action movie fan. My fiance is though, but he always seemed like a prick to me. But that show is funny <laughs> as fuck because I love cops, and it's basically just cops with Steven Seagal. So it's just like every time. Um, they're apprehending someone. They're like, wait a minute. Is that Steven Seagal? Like every fucking time. And it's the best thing ever. I mean, if you're going to get arrested, it might as well be by an 80s actor. <laughs> right. I was really surprised about that too, that he actually has like his police license or his whatever it is where he can actually like arrest I'm pretty sure people. he just walked in one day and they just, no one told him no. <laughs> I'm Steven Seagal. <laughs> they're probably Give like this, this is probably he's probably researching a movie just let him fill out the paperwork and then it comes back <laughs> like oh shit here's your badge oh <laughs> uh, I, I i don't know any like as far as like specific movies that he's um he's in off the top of my head but there is i'm not i'm not supposed i'm, I'm not trying to give a shout out or anything like that but uh there's a youtube channel called weird movies with mark and he covers a steven seagal movie and it is just ridiculous i think i for like steven seagal i think again like i was saying i think his movies actually were taken seriously but the further like into the 90s they just got more ridiculous and he started directing his own movies and almost like what you were saying cody the movies that he would direct would just be crazy. Like he would barely touch anybody or like, you know, just like kind of push them and they would do like a somersault fall on like the table and everything. So he's think, uh, uh, in like 2002, there's a movie that came out. It's called half past dead and it had Ja rule in it. And the reason why I really enjoyed this movie with Steven Seagal is because it's probably one of the ones that he was directing, but like every fight that Ja rule got in because Ja rule is a small guy he just mm-hmm. like literally got thrown like he like ragdoll <laughs> thrown across like he, like they were in Alcatraz prison. So he's like thrown across the prison like multiple mm-hmm. times. And it's just like this. You have like these big men that Steven Seagal is taking out easily and then just jaw rule being thrown like a ragdoll everywhere while he's doing it. Oh, my gosh. Found some comedy in a supposed action movie, I guess. Is what I could say. <laughs> yeah, right. did, did you guys ever see like, God, it's like the sixth, seventh, eighth, one of the worst halloween movies i think right before they did the reboot where it's buster rhymes like fucking fighting uh, oh my gosh yes i I didn't see it but i saw the like the marketing for it (laughs) my fiance loves that movie because it's so terrible so it's always on and it's always that fucking scene where it's just buster rhymes like being a ninja (laughs) against michael myers and it's the funniest thing ever halloween resurrection that's the one that it is yeah that one yeah, yeah, I'm a huge Halloween fan. I've I've seen them all. Actually, I haven't seen the new ones, but that's neither here nor there. I agree. Yes, it's. I wonder at what point Steven Seagal. Like, do you think he knows how ridiculous he is? Or Did do you see think the news article about him recently? It was just on Reddit like two days ago. Uh uh-uh. uh He's in fucking Ukraine right now. Yeah. So no, it's- then he doesn't. He really thinks he's just that guy. <laughs> No, straight up. Like, um, the article says, um, and not even doing what you think he's doing. He's in Ukraine right here. It's Steven Seagal travels to occupied Ukraine, spreading Russian propaganda. Oh, wait, wait, what? Yeah. No, I had to read it a few times. Oh, wait. So he's he's for Russia. Russia? Yes. I, 
the impression of the article. Yeah. Wow. That is definitely caught me off guard. I think it's just so people would like, I think his ego is just so out of whack. I don't think he actually has beliefs. He just wants attention. That's a very good possibility. I feel like that is like kind of like uh, if you've been in Hollywood for so many years, it kind of like it just becomes you. And I feel like that's a pretty good example of that. Now, I will say if you ever want to see a really good and realistic 1v like 30 fight scene, you should watch the movie uh, Eat Man, IP Man with Donnie yes. Yen. And there's oh. a very believable, very good 1v30 fight scene. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Movie. Yep. That was uh that was Bruce Lee's uh teacher, teacher wasn't it? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh <laughs> all right. Should Did you we see get the other the ones t- of those too before we move <laughs> all on? Because like in I the second one, he like one. fights a boxer and shit, and then like there's a bunch of offshoot ones where he's just like fighting on the streets. It's great. He fights Mike Tyson I, in the third one. That's yeah. right. Yeah. And it was yeah. actually a really good fight scene. Like it was it was impressive. I feel like Mike Tyson is almost on the same lines as Steven Seagal. <laughs> Except for Mike Tyson's arms and fists really create massive yes. damage. <laughs> well, he seems a lot more chill, though, now. I mean, what Tyson has that. He has a podcast. It's Hot Boxing with Mike Tyson. Yeah, the drugs definitely calmed him down to where he's super chill now. Uh, he was. Did you guys. Uh, before I lost my internet connection, did you guys hear me say that Mike Tyson was actually in the news too a while ago? For, For beating what? somebody up on a plane. Yeah, <laughs> someone was antagonizing him on a plane. And then he just I th- he just got up, turned around, and just started beating the shit out of him. Like, rightfully so. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I don't know. It's just to me, like, if, if I tell someone, like, hey, stop, please, stop. You know what I mean? It, it, he, the, the guy had it coming. So, no, I don't feel bad for him. The man bit somebody's ear off. He does not, he's not the poster <laughs> child of mental stability. Why are you antagonizing him? <laughs> but he loves pigeons. The guy loves pigeons, though. <laughs> oh. Did you know he's coming All up right. in an Indian movie? Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson. Yes. Even- which one? So it's yet to be released. Uh, the movie's name is Liger, like the cross between tiger and lion. Um, and it basically follows the story of a man um, who's, I think, uh, dreams of fighting against Mike Tyson one day. So he's uh, he uh, that person is a kickboxer, and eventually. I think he dreams of fighting Mike Tyson and Mike Tyson makes an appearance in the movie. So, Mike Tyson oh. making an appearance in the Indian film industry. <laughs> <laughs> any, uh, nice. any anime fans here? Because there's an anime called Baki, which is very similar pretenses. Uh-uh, no. I mean, I, I, I do, like, there's a, there's a few animes that I, I don't mind, but I'm not, I'm not huge into it. All right. I know. Is there anything else anyone wants to say about Steven Seagal? No. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's uh, let's spin that wheel again. Let's see, let's see what it lands on. Can you guys guess? Aliens. <laughs> Aliens. <laughs> Not quite. Uh, Roswell. Okay. Roswell. <laughs> oh. Okay. Who uh, who probably knows the most about Roswell? 
I know quite a bit about it, but I'm sure you probably know the most about <laughs> Roswell. I don't think anybody can take that crowd. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, what Cody? Why don't you? Why don't you explain to Ro uh, what Roswell is? Okay, so Roswell is a town that I believe is in New Mexico, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. So Roswell is where the basically most famous crash site for a UFO in the United States is. So um, a UFO famously crashed there. There was a lot of pictures. Um, it kind of got leaked prior to the government getting involved. Like there's news articles and stuff like that. And then the government kind of came in, took over and shut everything down. And um, it's been essentially a hot spot prior and ever since for UFO sightings, basically since like there's it's commonly um, aerial phenomenon seen, commonly lights. People think that they're landing and traveling right around the area. And it's not too far from most of the secret bases because area one isn't the only one. There's a multiple of them. But um, so it's kind of like the. I guess the Mecca for alien um, phenomenon in the United States. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. And, and there's a lot of controversy surrounding Roswell too, because a lot of people in the town of Roswell saw the U S military come in, take like a spacecraft out of the town. Um, there's a, there's a really good documentary that like it interviews like the townspeople and they, they all, come up with like the same drawing, like an artist like goes like, all right, what, what did it look like? And then he draws it out and like pretty much all of them are pretty much similar. Um, maybe just like a few details are off. Um, but the reason why there's a lot of controversy behind it is because uh, when the news, when the news hit or like the papers hit, it said like UFO crashes in Roswell, New Mexico. And then like, a day later, the U.S. military is like, nope, it wasn't a uh, spacecraft. It was a weather balloon. Weather balloon, yep. Yes, and it was just like, no, there's no way that this was a weather balloon. And they have – there's there's a – I should try to find the picture and show you, but it's um, it's a military personnel just like crouching next to like what looks like tinfoil <laughs> or whatever. And everyone, everyone in the town is like, no, that is not what we saw. And then also – I don't know if you said this, Cody, or not, but supposedly that there there were alien beings that were outside the craft. One was, I think, I, th I think there, there was two or three. Um, one of them was dead, but then the other one was alive when they actually got to this the crash site. Um, and I think they tried to, like, supposedly, like, off documentaries and what people say, supposedly they tried to keep the alien alive, but they... They just couldn't. It ended up dying. And then there's also like these alien autopsies from Roswell or whatever, but they've been fake or whatever. But it, yeah, like what Cody was saying, it was pretty, it's pretty famous. And um, if you type in Roswell into Google and then just look at all the crazy pictures and everything like that, like they've made it, it's uh, what does it remind me? It reminds me kind of almost like Burning Man, where it's just like crazy people and alien suits and like all this stuff will go there. So, is there a series, a drama series, Roswell? Because I see that in my Google search. Yes, there was. I, <laughs> I've never seen it, but yes, there is a TV show called Roswell. Um, Tristan yeah, or Cody, I don't know if you've seen it or not. 
I'm not, but I've kind of it's definitely from what I've like seen in the context of it. It's like the the Hollywood version of, you know, what happened. So obviously there's a lot of creative liberties that are probably taking place in that show that stretch yeah. beyond anything that actually happened. But no. Yeah. Yeah. OK, so here's a question for everybody. So let's say put yourself back into I think. It, whoa, when when did when did that happen? It was like 19. 19- 40 early 1900s i don't even think it was 40s i think it was before that it was, was it I, I think so I, i'll have to look up to be exact but i'm pretty sure it was earlier is that the photo that I mean, you were was, referring still... to alex i've just put it in the podcast photos yes yep that's the one row no you're right 1947 1947 So 1947, that's when... Which makes sense in a lot of ways. Because um, that would have been right after um, we defeated uh, the Nazis in Germany Mm -hmm. and there were um, conflicting reports in which is the reason why Project Paperclip came about that the Nazis were in possession of UAPs, I guess we call them now, And that they were utilizing them on the battlefield. And if there was something flying around, they would have shot it down thinking it was still them in some way, shape or form. So there is definitely there's definitely validity to the lead up of it. Well, I had talked about that in uh, the favorite books episode, um, how I had covered how both the Axis and the allies thought that both sides were using advanced technology. Um, and then that's when Tristan learned about Foo Fighters. I had to explain to them. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know? And then uh, so. the whole, uh, literally them trying to make Captain America with meth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yes. Actually, mm, we we might get to that topic. It's, okay, it's, it's, I, it's, I, it's, I won't spill. <laughs> <laughs> it's not exactly like that, but there is a... Uh, there's something kind of like that on the wheel. We might get to it again. We might not. But going back to uh question. So 1940, put yourself in your position, your townsperson and uh spacecraft, or you see, you know, US military or military coming in and taking a spacecraft out. What would what would what would you be thinking? Or like what would your thought process be? Would you would you even question yourself after a while? Because like the U.S. military, like, no, it was a weather balloon. And then would do you think you would start questioning yourself and like if it's real or not? I wouldn't. But it also depends on the circumstances. Like if you're the townsperson that attempted mouth to mouth to resuscitate that alien, I don't think there's anything that's going to help you get <laughs> Just over that. Just in an alien <laughs> <laughs> there's no way that's gonna be able to tell you otherwise that you're you're gonna dream about that for the rest of your life but like anybody else i still think that um i feel like that that probably granted there's still a lot of trust because we won the war but the great depression is not too far from Mm -hmm. that so there's still a lot of mistrust in the government at the time because of that so I still yeah. think that there's enough mistrust in the government that people will still kind of hold to their guns at that point in time of seeing that. And I feel like I would probably be one of them. What do you think, Ro? 
Well, uh, I for one will not be giving a mouth to mouth to the alien because. <laughs> You're missing out, bro. <laughs> mouth to mouth alien. You only get one chance. It, it tastes like Skittles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so if I haven't seen it, then I would probably, uh, you know, be inclined to believe uh, the government more. If it's if it's hearsay, then I would obviously would believe my government is telling the truth. But if I've seen it, it will definitely uh, it will make me question myself because I don't think like we could just go onto Google and check, or you know, we could click photos immediately. Whatever is there is just there in our core memory. So. Yeah. It's true. Tristan, what about you? You ever play that Tony Hawk game where you have Roswell as a level? Yep. No. <laughs> it's great. It's really I fun. have not. You can grind a rail and then there's like a, a door where you go and there's a, they're experimenting on an alien and it's super fun. <laughs> Otherwise, <laughs> I don't really care about Roswell. You don't? I don't know why, but I've never found it interesting as far as... I think it's just because it's the most, like, standard story, like, you hear, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it just it's just, like, the one you always hear growing up. Um, didn't they do a parody of that in Futurama, too? Where, like, yes. they like that was the whole thing. Like, it wasn't aliens. It was them going back in time so he could sleep with his own grandma. What? Yes. Yeah, Fry is... <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fry is his own, um, his own grandfather. Yeah. Yeah. Fry is, like, what? Yeah, so Fry is just... It's his own thing. He created himself, essentially. Yeah. That was, that was a good episode. And the crazy part is he's not the one with one eye. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because uh, what was it? Uh, uh, Layla, Lay- Layla has the one eye. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I For me, as far as... As Roswell goes, I th- almost like what you were saying, Ro, it's like you can't get just get onto Google and like try to see what you're seeing and everything. And it's, I, again, it's like it's such a love-hate relationship with technology because even today with cell phones and like recordings and everything like that, still things still look fake. Like I like the, I'm I'm part of like the uap subreddit or whatever and there's always like flashing lights and i was like mm, a drone mm, cgi but like it could be real but i'm just like now or whatever and is it is it because i've been taught that like hey this isn't real or like i i don't know it's i think for me if i don't know <laughs> i, I want to believe in the aliens i re- i really do but I don't know. I, I really, I guess I really want to see one. I, maybe not give mouth to mouth, even if it tastes like Skittles. Oh, speaking of Skittles, did you, were you guys aware that they're changing the formula in Skittles? So not probably to the extent that you're saying, I know that they're bringing back one of the flavors because green has been apple and they're going to bring back lime, which was the original mm-hmm. one. Yep. Um, but I also know that Skittles is banned in a lot of countries because of what, is in it and there is a huge outcry that even though it's a huge outcry it was really well swept under the rug for the most part here and there wasn't a lot of media on it but there's a huge huge outcry that the fact that it's not allowed in many other countries that it's still allowed here is kind of insane and they need to switch something well so it's 
I think it's like laundry detergent or like something like that. Tide pods. <laughs> <laughs> Is that why I, there was I don't, this I don't, trend of eating Tide Pods? Because it tasted similar like Skittles. I don't even know. How's, I don't even know how that was ever a thing. Like what, what in your right mind, why would you think that a Tide Pod tastes good? Or like I... I, okay, I get it. it's squishy. It looks like a gusher. Got it? Then just eat gushers. You don't have to eat a Tide Pod. Like what the? I don't get it. No. Like some of the challenges now, like on TikTok and like I I, I don't know. I, it just doesn't. Like some of okay, like the cinnamon challenge. Do you, do you guys remember the cinnamon challenge? I know. I do. Road. Okay, so the I think it was a tablespoon. Yes, a teaspoon. A tea. Teaspoon? I thought it was a tablespoon. It was like a lot. I thought it, it was a it lot. It doesn't take a lot to do it, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but regardless, so the challenge was to take, I guess, a spoonful. We'll call it a spoonful. To take a spoonful of cinnamon and eat it. Ew. And it's it's really hard. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah. And you look like a dragon <laughs> when you like you cough it up because it's just like <laughs> but yeah, it's uh it it just dries up your entire mouth, so you can't you can't do it. I'm I'm sure someone was able to do it, but like that was just another weird challenge that was going around. I'm sure, someone um, was like, yeah. when we were growing up. What's that? I said I'm sure someone must have. I mean, anything for the likes on TikTok. Oh yeah, yeah, right, right. Well, even like when when I was growing up, I think I might be a little bit older than you guys, but um. It was the whole, can you chug a gallon of milk in an hour thing? And it's impossible. You start throwing up and everything. Yep. And I think that's like the same. I mean, we there's always been those stupid things that, you know, generate laughs in school and stuff like that. So I'm assuming those are just the uh, accelerated versions of that. Well, there's the ones that I remember, too, were like the eating 17 salt or not. It was seven saltine crackers in a minute. Like it's because the salt and just like a saltine cracker will just like dry up your mouth. It's really hard to, I mean, people have done it. Um, but that, I remember that was another challenge. Speaking of the gallon of milk though, there was a, um, there was a woman in the U S who was trying to win a Wii and you had to chug, I think it was a gallon of water in an hour and she drowned herself or something like that Yeah. from how much water she drank. Yeah. She killed herself for a wee. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, so the idea was that I you can't. drink water, but do not go and pee to win the wee. Was that it? Yeah. 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 So you had to hold your pee? Yes. So did she die from like, just her, yeah, like, so, uh, I guess her bladder yeah, exploded. So her kidney couldn't wash out the whatever it was. It, it it needs to wash out. And I think her lungs also kind of gave up and she died. Was that in the was was that in the US yes. or was yeah, that it was in the US? Okay. It was some radio station who had uh, rolled out this uh, competition or whatever. Giveaway. You imagine I wonder how badly if they, they got sued afterwards. I, think yes. I was Fire just family. gonna. Yes. I was just gonna say that. I wonder if they got sued, yeah. or I wonder if it was, um, if they signed like some sort of agreement or some sort of like rules or whatever that, like, you know, like safety. I don't know if they covered that. 
in the they should yeah, have. But if the rule is yeah. specifically unsafe i don't know that that would be valid because they wouldn't True. Have, they wouldn't have done their due diligence to to validify that that was safe prior True. They would probably would have. If, I mean, if they had medical like personnel like on the scene to make sure everyone's good, or like, all right, hey, no. But if it was just like hold your pee for an hour, and it was just no, like, yeah, I could, I could see them getting into a lot of trouble. I wish, I wonder what radio station that was or where it was exactly. We can check. She died of water intoxication. That's what preliminary. I can't speak today. Preliminary autopsy <laughs> results indicated. Okay, okay. So, um, it, the radio station is called KDND 107.9. This was, I have no idea what state that is. This was in Sacramento, if I'm not wrong. Oh. Sacramento. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, there you go. Don't drink water a lot. Well, I mean, drink water. You want to drink water. You got to drink water to survive, but just manage it well. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, anything else about Roswell? <laughs> now that we talked about people dying from water. <laughs> Aliens aren't bad. Water are, Water is. No, right? <laughs> All right. Here we go. Next thing on the topic. I knew I was going to pick this. All right. Um, I will try to pronounce this the best I can. Uh, okay. Limp, limp, limpambu. Have either one of, or has anyone heard of that? <laughs> no. Okay. How do you spell it? Yeah, how do you spell it? L-I-M. P-O-M-B-O. As soon oh. as you, yes, 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 I had to say it like this, like the Limpopo River. No, no, it's the elongated skulls. Yep. So it's a practice. I think it was in Africa where they would, um, as as the baby had the their skull was still soft, they would wrap it in a way to make their skulls elongated. Yeah, so it's like yeah, yeah, cranial deformation. Yep, yep. And they there's a couple of different. There's still. Uh, I don't know if they do it now. I know like up into the 1930s they were still doing it. Um, but there is another. I don't know if it's a tribe or like who it is in Africa, but the elongating of the neck. <laughs> that's another yeah, thing. Yeah. And I don't. And I don't know. Maybe like I don't know if anyone knows of like any sort of like. Would you consider that body mutilation or body modification or like I would say modification because I do believe in that practice um they look at it as beauty. Yeah. So that is I true. would believe that would be more considered modification cuz you have the you have um obviously the the neck elongation but they also have um some tribes that oh. put the rocks in their lips and they stretch yes. their yes. lips. Yep, and that's then right. like the, the the bamboo and the and the spikes through their lips or through their nose or through their eyebrows and all types of stuff. So I mean, it it's very obviously. Um, I can't speak upon other countries, but it is immensely common here 
to do that with lots of metal things. So mm-hmm. I think I would definitely go for, you know, towards the modification aspect. I, th- I think it's very, very close to what uh, uh, Chinese people do to young girls. They do the foot binding, wherein they tightly bind the feet. So that remains Isn't that illegal now, though? It. I thought, I thought like... I thought foot binding was illegal. Like you could not do that anymore. I guess so. I mean, I don't don't know. There's a caveat to that because they bind feet for um, ballet too. So if you're a ballet dancer, your feet are still bound and they're due binding. It's just not in the same context. I guess it would, it's not to make their feet look pretty. It's for the context of being able to carry their weight a certain way while they're dancing, but it's still a horrendous practice. If, if you see those pictures of foot binding, I mean, their feet is not like this. It's like this. The thumb is like this way, and then the entire fingers are like this. Yeah. <laughs> it's like their foot is like, yeah, it's just weird. I mean, I mean, it's it's what they did. I mean, they found it to be, you know, maybe not cool, but like, again, it's their... It, yeah, they, their it was considered to be a ...version of beauty. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, I mean, okay, so with head elongating and everything like that, that was considered to be body modification, to be beauty. So what are your guys' take on, I guess, well, so Ro, it's going to be interesting for you because you'll have a different aspect of this. I know you will. But for like us in the United States, as far as like tattoos and piercings, because that is huge in the United States, that's considered beauty. I'd like to hear your guys' opinion as far as is it something that you guys find to be beauty modification, body mutilation, or like, is there too, or is it too far? Things like that. See, for us, um, tattoos have always been there. It's just that it was never fancy. Even today, if you look at uh, in rural areas, you will find um, old ladies have uh, tattoos with their name or with the God's name. Or, you know, even a tattoo over here, because if you know, uh, it signifies that the lady is married and things like that. So they have it here, just a spot. Uh, th- there are a lot of variations of tattoos that you you can find in Indian culture. It's, it's not recent. Um, what is recent is the kind of tattoos that are now being done on uh, the body parts and where it's being done. So you have your tramp stamp mm-hmm. <laughs> and all that. <laughs> so yeah so tattoos were never uh, looked down upon uh, it was very much part of our culture um, piercings are something that is very common as well especially in girls uh, for a lot of Indian girls uh, we get our ears pierced when we are just about a year old it's like a whole ritual like you, you, uh, there's a jewel, a jewel can't I speak to t- <laughs> it's okay, bro. That's all right. Now you know what it's like to be me. I can't talk all the time. <laughs> so I, this person comes home who pierces um, the girl's earlobes uh, with a, either a um, silver, uh, you know, piece of like a straight piece of metal and just twist it, or it's gold, depending on what parents want to do. So it's a whole law. Uh, like a function, like people come and attend and, you know, um, so it's a big thing. And now even the guys have started to pierce 
it's it's become a fashion so that's again fine but yeah if you have like weird piercings in your tongue and yes again nose a uh, nostril piercing is again um very much part of our culture as well um uh, you you'll find people with two sides i mean again uh, in rural areas old grannies will have two sides piercing some will have it over here as well so it's it's been just did you did you call them grannies <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I just thought that was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, and then they'll have piercings. I mean, I I can't show it right now, but they'll have piercings all over your ears as well. So mm. it's pretty, um, I don't know, common over here. So. Mm-hmm. Okay, Cody, Tristan. So, so. Obviously, it's very common here. Um, okay. it, it definitely gets to the extreme. You have people tattooing their eyes um, black, so that way their their eyes are literally black. You have people tattooing inside their mouth. Um, piercings, I'm not going to get into, so that way we don't <laughs> you know trigger anybody because there's a lot of places that get pierced here in a lot of different ways. Um, but uh, I actually have an uh, alternate take to the the head elongation. So I don't think. It is also, I don't think it started as just a beauty practice. So if you look at a lot of um, ancient uh, graves, and obviously there's like this huge um, mysticism and grand grandiose theories about the elongated crystal skulls and the potentially that, and I know that you're going to love this, Alex, uh, potentially that they're from aliens. And yes. so um, <laughs> I think that, if there was, and I'm not stating that there is, but if there was aliens that landed, um, they would have been looked upon as gods back in the day because of the technology. And if they had elongated heads, it is, it would be almost obvious for primitive humans to try to emulate them in whichever way they could. So if they had elongated heads, they would have tried to mimic that with their children so that way they were more like the gods. So I could also see how that could fall into suit. And I, I was reading a little bit into this, and the reason why they did that was they felt that um, they could store more knowledge, and they were smarter if their brains were elong, or not their brains, but their their heads, their craniums were elongated like that. So that's another piece of information. I don't know if they, again, I don't know if they strictly did it for like again beauty, but I there was that aspect of like that knowledge. So like it could have been both. It could have been one over the other. Not sure, um, but yeah. So, Tristan, what are, what are your takes on, I guess, the United States and like piercings and body mute body body modification? I should say. I'll let people do what they want. <laughs> How did I know you were gonna say something like that? I mean, I don't, I don't have any piercings, tattoos, any of that. That's just not my jam. But I don't really give no. a crap what people do, as long as it makes them happy. That's fine. I think some people take it a little too far, um, but I don't think it's necessarily a bad thing. I just think that maybe people need to think a little bit more before they go to the extreme because a lot of it's not reversible. But hell, if that makes you happy, you don't give a crap and do it. I I would I'm almost on the same lines with you, Tristan. Like I I I really don't care if someone has tattoos, if they don't, piercings, whatever. Um, I do. I will say though, 
I, I do find it a little now again if you if you're listening to this and you have a lot of piercings, a lot of tattoos, I'm sorry, but this is just how I feel. I feel like there are certain jobs and certain professions where it may not be professional to have like now on like one or two or you know like if they're covered, okay, whatever. But if you have like tons of face tattoos and piercings and I, I don't know. It's I'm maybe I'm thinking shallow here, but I think there's just certain jobs that we have that you need to have a professional appearance and look. Um, and that's I, that's just that's just how I was raised, and that's just how I feel. Again, I don't care if you want to have them. That's up to you. If it makes you happy, kind of like what Tristan was saying. So, yeah. People just have to understand they're going to be perceived a certain way, unfortunately. I've had a couple employees that, like, customers would rip into them for it. You know what I mean? They're like, oh, that's not professional. Like, you know, they have, like, the colored hair and um, tons of tattoos and crap. And, you know, unfortunately, that's not always perceived nicely by certain aspects of the public. But as long as you understand that going in and don't really care about what other people think, I mean, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And and again, it's it's one of these things, too. Like, I'm not judging... Ne- again, never judge a book by its cover. Like that's uh, that's not why I've been taught that too. And just because you have piercings and tattoos does not make you a bad person. But if you're trying to be, let's say, you know, become a priest and you have devil tattoos on your face, do you think you're going to get the job, or do you think people, you know, it, it's things like that's that that's what like I'm, my kind of church, bro. Yeah. <laughs> of course, just that's that's what I mean in in all of this. Like again. If if you want to be like a, a police officer, a judge, and you have tattoos, it, it shouldn't matter because what you're focusing on is the law and like what is right and what is wrong. Again, it doesn't matter really what you look like. You know what I find funny? Um, What's that? Every time I see a person with like a lot of tattoos or piercing, my first the first thought that always pops into my head is, fuck, that must have been expensive. Yeah, well, the, yes. And that's, tattoos that's, are not cheap, dude. Like people that do like full body tattoos yeah, and yes. shit. Like, where the fuck is that money coming from? And there's just like there are some professions, like uh, like the military, for instance. Like there are soldiers, like, and that's the thing. Like soldiers will get like a bunch of tattoos, but they run the risk of having like a limb blown off. So you just threw like two or three grand right down the toilet. I mean, granted it's like, again, do whatever you want to, but yeah, it's, it's an expensive thing. And there's even the, um, what I've seen recently more of is the, like what you were saying, Cody, like the coloring of the eyes and then also like putting things under their skin. And I think it was in, uh it was in south korea they would inject stuff into their forehead and then they would push it in in the center and yeah. it would make like a donut yep. it's the weirdest thing ro you're looking at me really weird you look go, look type it up on google uh i don't, I don't know what you'd put like donut on for no it it, like it, it does it does and i i don't know Again, like trends. I don't know how some of those trends start and everything. Yeah, I mean, people use so. their horns. Yeah, yeah. There's this guy from no. Brazil, right? He's he's chopped off his nose. He's chopped off his fingers. Yep. Just to look like. I mean, he's yes. a, he says he's a demon worshiper and uh, Satan worshiper, whatever. And he 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 wants to look like one. And he he's got horns implanted. He's uh, he's got his eyeballs tattooed. 
But I start yes, doing it. looks yes. like the Red Skull. And like people can like go blind from that, like the, like tattooing of the eyes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like ah, I don't know how you, I don't know why you'd want to. Well, like on, the, would be on the flip side, the the practical side. Do you guys remember what happened to Travis Barker? Remember that drummer? Like he in the plane crash, and like most of his body was burned. Oh yeah. So he covered himself, and he was always heavy into tattoos. But um, I've listened to a couple of interviews with him. He's like, yeah, it just gave him the opportunity to get new ones because they all burned <laughs> off of his body. <laughs> I mean, that's a good yeah, way to look at it, you know. Well, and, and a lot of people will do that. So if they were in, um, like, um, women who have survived breast cancer, a lot of times they'll get tattoos to cover scars and, and yep. stuff like that. And people will get tattoos to cover wounds and trauma and other things like that. And I, 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 will, I will kind of slightly pull away. So some of the best um, managers I've ever hired are have a bunch of face tats and, and teardrops oh. and all types of stuff. And yeah. one of them, and I won't, I won't drop his name, but, um, permanent, uh, all teeth in his mouth were permanent gold. Um, not snatch outs. They literally will always be gold face tattoos out. the Like you would look at him and there's the initial prejudgment of, you know, what you would think the nicest, sweetest person you will ever meet in your life. And, treats his people the best and his customers after getting used to them because there is that prejudgment and but him also going through what he's gone through he understands that there's going to be prejudgment so he works towards you know showing that you know he's not scary and yeah. i mean his the people that go to his location they all love him they will only go there because of him because he's just you know such a great and genuine person so i think there's the the there's a misconception of tattoos but there's also the fact that generally the people that get the tattoos that know that they're more risque understand that there is that prejudgment and they usually don't act, um, you know, negatively towards the people that give it to them. And, and there's a there's almost like a the ability to prove them even more wrong. The people like and it kind of creates a, a better story in a way. Why? Why do you think it is that if we know that it may not be the case that you know just because they have like a face tattoo whatever that they may not be why is it that we're still afraid then why is it still why is it there that's still that i guess well, that's social stigma. manipulation we have social manipulation in a lot of ways to where we're taught to fear things we don't know and that doesn't that doesn't have to be just people it's just in general so we're programmed to fear things that we don't understand instead of attempting to understand things that we don't understand so the other thing is is a lot of it's ego and we're so generally people like in the manager that I'm speaking of's case, he looks like a gangbanger. And at one point in time he was, but we don't want to change and our ego doesn't want us to change. So we can't believe that he did. He'll always be that instead of learning him as a person and realizing that, yeah, maybe he made mistakes, but he's an amazing person and he's learned from those. They weren't mistakes. They were lessons. And instead of thinking for ourselves that we have lessons, we just chalk it up as a mistake and continue on with no guilt. I like that. We just, we need to be open-minded more, I guess. We need to be not, again, don't, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Is there anything else that we want to cover about headlongation? I mean, I know we talked more about like tattoos and everything like that, but I mean, this has something to do with it. I mean, you know, uh, but any, any other thoughts, anything else like that? Nope. All right. We're going to spin the wheel again. Let's see what it lands on. 
Ooh, this is gonna be a good one. I this may take the rest of the time. I don't know. I think I think it will. All right. Next topic that we're gonna be talking about is artificial intelligence. So I don't know where we start with this because there's a lot to kind of unwrap. I I I said it like I think I said it like at the beginning of the show. Technology is a good thing and a bad thing. And the book that Tristan actually brought up um, during our favorite books talked about AI. Now, if you're listening in the audience um, and you haven't listened to that episode, Tristan, do you mind giving kind of like a rundown as far as like what that was about and like how the kind of the two pertain to each other? It wasn't really about artificial intelligence, dude. Yes, it was. It was about <laughs> robots and how like they didn't learn and then they kept building stuff. Like it t- yes, it was. <laughs> kind of. It was about how they automized their society through machines. Um, which is kind of like that, but it was it's a very much more of an on-off type thing versus like because artificial intelligence means that it's gonna have like sentience to an extent, right? It's going to be able yes. to think and have its own free will. That's where you get like, what's the turning test or what the fuck that one is from like that movie? Um, fuck, what's that? What's that one movie where it's the dude goes in, he's supposed to be a help, a programmer and he goes in the middle of the woods with this billionaire. And then like, you come to find out he's making all these artificial robots and crap. Uh, Ex Machina. Ex Machina. Ex Machina. One. Yes. That one's much better. Um, Player Piano is about like a fifties interpretation of what AI could be. Cause at that point, all they had was like punch card type, machines and they were able to use those things to kind of automate the society but the the robots never actually had free thought which was actually the whole point of the book is the fact that if you give over control to something that isn't sentient it crushes the soul of people that are working so was the book kind of about ai yes it was kind of loosely vaguely <laughs> yes. about ai i was right kind of kind of kind of I I don't know. It's I I could I don't know. What do you guys All right, so let's just start very basic. Do you think giving your vacuum cleaner its own brain to like know when to vacuum and do its own thing is a good idea? So this is such a a well argued <laughs> theory. So there's theories that um obviously if we create true AI that eventually by creating AI, we also create our extinction because AI is eventually going to realize at one point in time, because it's smart enough that we're pretty much the biggest parasite on this planet. Um, And therefore it will eventually exterminate us. But the other thought process is, is that um, by the time, by the time it takes humans to create an actual sentient being, we will have already destroyed ourselves anyways. Really? Well, yeah, I mean, that's just we're hostile and we like to, you know, get upset with each other and press the big red button. So I feel <laughs> they feel like that by the time we create a sentient being, we're going to already have enough essentially um, smart weapons to where we would have already destroyed each other. I don't know. You know, is, is that like the thought process now? Yes. Or is that, or is that like how that's it's a, always that's like a, that's a pretty that's a pretty big thought process now. Is that before we get to the point of creating a uh, uh, an AI that can pass the Turing test, is that we will, which and and now we're also realizing with Google's AI that the Turing test is kind of flawed, but because um, it's not sentient, but it makes it look like it's sentient because it can kind of pass it. But that 
Oh, real, real quick, Cody. Yep. Are you are you talking about like it's a stick person that's like running and it has to like hop over like a barrel or something like that? No, no. The Turing test is a test that it um, determines whether or not a computer is capable of thinking like a human being. The test is named after Alan Turing, the founder of the Turing test. It's basically so. If the computer can convince a person that it's a person, it can technically be, you know, it's technically past that level. That's that's very vague. Um, It's a lot more in depth than that. And I'm sure Tristan would probably be better explaining exactly (laughs) the concepts behind that. But there's just a lot of people that are very intelligent and they understand that humans are temperamental. And we're kind of like the variable with everything. Could we potentially at some point in time create something smart enough to be a sentient AI that is much more intelligent than we are? Potentially, yes. But, you know, generally, the smartest people are not in power. <laughs> and so, so because of that, the fact that they will be in charge of things that can destroy mankind, that is more likely to happen first. I, I okay yeah no that, that makes sense that makes sense there's there's two movies um there's well there's a bunch of movies about artificial intelligence intelligence um one of them um Chappie Chappie was a I really liked that movie I know it gets a lot of heat sometimes I don't know why not it's I thought it was really good um. I haven't seen it for a while, but I, I do remember like just the concept behind it, like how it it was essentially a baby or whatever. Like it, it's just like it had to learn, but it would learn so fast. And then it got to the point where it was smarter than us. And then it could put people, it could put someone's consciousness into a robot so they could li- therefore live forever too. So that was, I thought that was pretty interesting. And then there's another movie. Um, with Antonio Banderas, I can't remember the name of it, but the world essentially is decaying and it's just it's falling apart. And I think it's from nuclear war. And there's only like a few places left on Earth that are um, that are safe to live. And they've created by this time, like robots are a thing. And the robots, there's a handful of them that are starting to think on their own or they're not listening to humans. and like. A handful of them like go out to this desert now if you've seen this movie I, I'm, I'm not doing it justice but a handful of them like walk out to the desert and they start building another robot that's smarter than them and then like it's so like you can kind of see and that that can live in like this nuclear wasteland or whatever so and like they're like taking parts from other robots, like the brain parts and everything like that. And like putting all these brains into like one, like, and it, it's weird. It looks like a little, uh, like cockroach robot thing. So it was really weird what the robots created. They didn't create a robot that looked like them. They created something that was like more efficient or something like that. So I think that's kind of interesting. What is weird is, uh, how we make artificial intelligence look like humans. Like I, I I don't know. Do you th- do you think it would be something where the artificial intelligence would create something that would look like us, or like almost like in the Antonio Banderas movie, make something completely different? 
I was like the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy version of AI, where it's just like a ship that's overly happy or a robot that <laughs> is just clinically depressed. That's my <laughs> hopeful future for AI is that we give them very distinct personalities. <laughs> They're just sad all the time. Who is it, man? At least they feel us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you have iRobot as yes. well as another AI. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's a good one. Like um, but uh, I think I think it depends on the goal of said AI. Is the AI's goal to communicate with humans? And if that's the case, I feel like they would try to be as close to human-like as possible for an easier transition of communication. If you're going more cynical and you're going world domination, I think you go towards the efficiency side. Well, Terminator, they made all their robots, all their like T... T seven T one thousand and T eight hundred. Yeah. yeah, they all looked like they're just like. <laughs> yeah, but they were still they were still like a skeletal, so still kind of humanoid. But that was also man made. So like that was the design was created by man and then implemented by robots later and improved upon. But at a certain point, though, wasn't the uh, robots making? other robots though and that's where you like get the t1000 that was like mercury and it could like so it could liquefy and then solidify kind of at will yeah okay you gotta All keep right. in mind the uncanny valley part too i mean shit looks weird when they start making them look like humans mm -hmm. oh yeah there's there was uh <laughs> like real ones no one's in movies because you know in movies they use actual actors so it's obviously a person but like any sort of like attempt at making a robot or some shit that looks like a human it always looks so fucking creepy yes yes it does and there's there was an interview uh a while back with um, sophia that's the robot's and, name is that yes and she's like i want to take over the world or like destroy humans ha 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 it was like it was creepy it was like don't say that <laughs> she she i think she also wanted to have a robot baby if i'm not wrong so okay so all right so is that is that right there would you consider her or like well i guess it to be conscience or or is that still like no not truly because then do you think she like the robot would try to like start piecing itself together and making itself whole well that's or still like not really conscious because that could be programming so so consciousness and free thought is the ability to adapt and that's where it gets like, that's where like the Turing test and everything else gets really involved and really like, because if you, and this is what we're finding with Alexa and um, Google's AI and stuff. If you take something, a program, cause that's what they are. They're a program that's intended to sweep and grab information and adapt and learn. That's still not consciousness. That's still a program. It's programmed to do that. And so, therefore, if you plug it into the internet, like Alexa, and it has this plethora of things to pull from that we have just spat out over the past, you know, 50, 60 years, it's going to be able to learn those things. But just because it's learned those things does not make it conscious. It just makes it a computer because it's still programmed. Okay. Well, then I guess you run into the problem with, all right, what about someone who is born but you know is like has things wrong with their brain you can't tell them that they're conscious how do you how do you know that they know that they're con 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 they have so, a con 
Conscience. I'm going to use Con- computers. <laughs> I'm going to use computers to prove your point, or to kind of okay. disprove your point. So, if I pull out my GPU on my PC right now, I can no longer see on the screen. That doesn't make it any less of a computer because a part of it doesn't work. It's still a computer. It's just not working properly. Now, obviously, the brain's a little bit more complex, and I can't just plug a new GPU into their brain and make it work correctly. But it's still the same concept of the brain is still there. Consciousness is still available, but something is not working properly. It doesn't make the thing less of a thing. It just makes the processes different. So that's the same point as the programming for these quote-unquote AIs that we use today. The moment you change the programming, they can no longer do the same thing. So at the end of the day, it's still a program. Okay. How do I convince any of you that you're a human? Like, I'm, I'm sitting here, I'm thinking, like, how do I, like, if that's part of the test, like, the, the computer has to tell a person that it is a person and, like, X, Y, Z, whatever. I don't even think I could, t- I, I, I don't think I could... Are you squishy? Can you talk? Like, the, I mean, that like <laughs> that would be, I guess, my, like, then you're a human. Can you think on your own? Um, I, I guess, like, okay, so at what point? So even if, if this is, uh, this is very, I don't know. Okay, my brain is starting to hurt right now because I'm having to think a lot. So, <laughs> all right. All right, let me let me try to gather my thoughts right now. Okay, so Alex, what did we talk about with you thinking? Come on. <laughs> yeah, but all right, the, then I no, may have no an more. Answer. I may have okay. an answer before you formulate your question because I understand what you're trying to say. <laughs> Just so I think me we grunting? are. Yes. <laughs> so I think we already answered it un- unintentionally. So okay. when you talk about any AI that's made today or any robot that's made today. That, that are made to look like humans. They're creepy, right? Why? Mm-hmm. Because they're missing that lifelike feature. They're missing the soul in the eyes. They're missing the expressionism. They're missing the true understanding. So there's something deep-rooted within us to where we understand life, and we feel life, and we feel the soul. It's the same thing as if you see an animal pass, and you understand that they pass because you can essentially feel that life force no longer with them whether you call it soul, whether you call it whatever you may call it, whether it's chi, regardless. So in when you're talking to a human, when you're talking to one of us, there is that expression of there's that life. When, the moment you see that robot and it's talking and it's just lifeless talking to you, that's the creepiness that you're feeling because there's no relation. It's hearing, you're hearing something that sounds human, but what's coming, what it's coming from, you don't recognize. Even though it looks human, you don't recognize. There's something deep inside of us that can't accept it. But what if it gets to the point where they, the, the, the robots can? What, what if we get, it gets to the point where it's like, oh, I see a human. It's sad. I need to like, you know, like comfort it. What do you need? Like then, then it's going to start having that lifelike, you know, like it can understand feelings. I do know what you mean, but I still think that still there will be a disconnect because it's still a program to, uh, for example, let's, I'm going to, I'm going to bring up um, a teenager, whether boy or girl, regardless, or whatever gender you associate with. But so my, my, uh, my oldest is 11. He's in preteens and he's getting hit with a million hormones that he does not understand. So every feeling that he has is irrational as hell. 
And there, there's no way to coax that feeling. You just kind of got to go with it. And because of that irrationality of emotions, I don't believe that we'll be able to create a program that can just understand that because now the robot is all of a sudden coaxing you because you're sad. Now you're happy. So it's now it's reacting to the happiness. Now you're upset again, but it doesn't know what you're upset about. So how does it react towards which upset? And I feel like there's definitely going to be a disconnect at some point in time. And I feel like teenagers will help that because there's just a lot of <laughs> whirlwinds of chaos going through that. Well, so then I guess this begs the question, is AI even attainable? Because if it's all about programming and if it's all about like, all right, I'm programming you to learn, then is it or like, I don't know, like, because if again, if it's it's if it's something that you're just born with, you're just born with this like understanding and this, I don't know what it is, then how are how would AI even be obtainable? If it's always well, going to be that, like you have to program it to learn, or you have well, to because like, we just don't know how to do it yet, and that's that doesn't mean it's impossible. For example, in the 1400s, they didn't know how to make a light bulb, but it didn't mean it was unattainable. So it was just at that point in time, it was. So we've not figured it out yet, which is fine, but it doesn't mean it's impossible. I don't believe anything is impossible. I believe eventually, with enough. I don't know whether it be studying or learning or creating or innovation. Eventually we can create anything that we can imagine. It's just the point of, will we be alive for it? You okay, Tristan? <laughs> oh, I've been sniffling and coughing this whole time. Oh, I thought you were, I thought you, so I keep going. I you on might, mute. Oh, okay. <laughs> that's human. Um, that's human right there. That's well, human. Also, dude, look at it. Look at it in reverse. Um, do you think a fly has consciousness? Well, no. If you look, if you look at like the concept of evolution, we all came from single like organisms, like single cell organisms, and then over enough fucking time, things started to happen and change and evolve. So, I mean, where's the cutoff of consciousness? Does your dog have consciousness? Your cat? Mine do because they're assholes. So I know they must yeah. be thinking in some way. <laughs> you know, where's that cutoff happen? And that all just kind of happened, you know, through organic mechanism. I think if they ever make AI, it'll be like every other big discovery that's ever happened, where it's some big fucking accident. It always seems to what happened is someone's trying to figure something out and then they end up making something totally different. And I think that's the most likely scenario. The best Ooh. electric toothbrush is being created and all of a sudden it's stabbing people in the gums because it doesn't <laughs> want to be in their mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh What's that? That's that. You guys haven't watched Rick and Morty. I don't know if you have Cody, but there's that part where they have, like he gives AI to a like I think it's a toaster or something. Um, and he's just like, what is my purpose? And he's like, to make toast. And then he just like, the, the little robot gets all sad and just goes away. <laughs> he's like, what? <laughs> so, I guess. Okay. So we're saying it was, it's probably something that's going to be created accidentally. What if it really is like the Google, like, or Alexa's that we have in our home that are just constantly collecting all of this data and like all of this knowledge and everything like that. And then, I don't know. Well, what, what if what, that what, Alexa what, is that single-celled organism <laughs> I talked about? Exactly. Like, that's, that's the start point. Like, what well, that's if, why what, I'm nice to Alexa, by the way, just in case that ever does happen. I'm very polite to Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> but almost, almost kind of like what we're talking about. Would, wouldn't it just like 
spread like wildfire, like wouldn't, don't you think like AI would just like develop really rapidly and like it would almost become out of our control? Yes. If it was programming and pro if, if the programming learned itself and it created AI, it would be almost instantaneous to us because of the way a computer is able to, or most computers are able to program instances. Uh, so I think it would almost be like, it's not there. It's there like that quickly. But, um, now granted that probably wouldn't be the physical version of AI, but like the mental capacity, the, you know, consciousness version that, that we're talking about, not necessarily physically. I don't think all of a sudden robots are going to be created, but as far as like the consciousness aspect, I think it would be almost instantaneous. But to your point though, where I think that we're going a little too far of thinking that Alexa is going to do that because that's who we're using. <laughs> Alexa only has access to things that we have ourselves has put on the internet. Therefore, Alexa's knowledge is only as good as ours. So if we don't know how to do it yet, the only program that Alexa has is to skim that information and learn from it. So if we don't currently have the information, Alexa doesn't have the information. True. But if we have the information as far as like how to expand information and how to like get more knowledge and now has that at like at the very now, correct me if I'm wrong. You guys might think differently, but like as a species, as a human, I, I feel like our our goal or our objective is to make more humans. Mm -hmm. It's just it's just ingrained into us as like a human being. It is make another one of me i think it's an animal it, just in general yes and like and, and again like because we were almost talking about like with tristan like where you're saying like does a fly know it's a fly it may not but it, it knows to make more of itself it just knows that so if ai became intelligent and then saw us as a problem because like we're, we're like a parasite we're just keep growing and growing would it not understand then that it's trying to do the exact same thing. Like it, it's trying to grow and make more of it. Essentially. Yes, I do understand what you're saying. Um, now a very cynical approach to this and th this here thought process is one could also argue that the reason why other animals are programmed to reproduce is so that way they can continuously be food sources. Mm. So how does how, how does that make us any different and what are we the food source for? But um <laughs> there's a uh I don't know if Tristan, I don't know if you've seen this, but there was a recent article about um robots living off of um organic beings, like feeding on organic beings. And um the scientists behind them stated that uh, we don't believe that they'll ever come to the point to want to obviously feed off of humans. That is not the intention. So it's um, not the intention. <laughs> it's going to happen though. <laughs> well, exactly. Everybody outside of, you know, them are, that's exactly their reaction. But uh, that was, I, I swear I saw that yesterday. I wish I could remember where the article was, but um, obviously nope. it could, it could have easily been a shit post, but I thought it was funny because we were talking about it. Yeah. Uh, all right. Final thoughts on AI. What are they? Out, across the board, everybody. I want to hear everyone's thoughts on AI. 
I welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> you're saying that because you're scared. I know. <laughs> uh, Cody, Ro? All right. So AI, in my opinion, my final thoughts, I do think it's inevitable. Um, I don't think we're going to see it in our lifetimes, personally. Um, now, it is possible because of the way we're advancing so rapidly. But I still don't feel like I feel like <clears throat> we may get a glimpse of the beginning processes of AI, but I don't think we will see it in its full beauty uh, in our lifetimes. But um, I think in a way it could be good in a way it could be bad. And I think it's just one of those things that we're just going to have to see. <laughs> All right. Ro? Well, like we said, be polite. To Alexa, Google Play, whatever, whatever is there in your house. <laughs> be polite to the Roomba as well. If it is stuck somewhere, <laughs> pick it up and let it go on its way. But yeah, AI is definitely a possibility in the future. And I think it all depends on the on the I don't really want to say person, but the organization handling it, like everything has its uh, negative and positive just like nuclear weapons AI can be equally dangerous so on that very positive and happy note <laughs> um, my thoughts on AI uh, I would hope that it would try to reason with us <laughs> I, you know like if it was like alright hey humans are not good okay can you like help us out then? Like, how do we become better humans? You know, like, cause I feel like for AI and this happens in all the movies and almost like what you were saying, Cody, it has everything on the internet. So if it has access to everything on the internet, it ha what else does it have access to then? Like, does it have access to getting into other people's computers and like getting like what Rose said to like nuclear codes and like understanding like how to like, launch weapons and like do all this stuff so i would hope that you know rather than killing off all humans they would at least try to like work with us and become better you know like like as a like we co coexist essentially like both ai and humans and then hopefully one day become cyborgs that would be pretty cool i think like the whole chappy thing to like become a robot i think that would be badass uh, this was supposed to be final thoughts, but becoming a robot, I think would be pretty cool because I've always wanted like roller skate legs. I know this is way off topic, but like to be able to catch just... it. <laughs> yes. And because I, I watched that show as a kid and I think that's where it's coming from. But um, <laughs> that's uh... If you enjoyed what you just listened to, make sure you hit up, up on all your favorite social media sites such as Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, we'll, yeah. <laughs> we have the most latest update information we'll spend on the show and we can look forward to in future episodes. And remember, we don't want what normal. Wow, what normal? We don't want what's normal. We want stuff that's effing weird. <laughs>